The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fretz. On this 60th episode of the Fretzelmania podcast, the blue era begins. The first official SmackDown under Vince McMahon following the 2002 draft. Christian faces Diamond Dallas Page. Scotty Tuhati and the Hip Hop Hippo Albert challenge Billy and Chuck for the Tag Team Championships. Edge takes Kurt Angle down memory lane as they continue their historic rivalry and the number one contender for the undisputed championship at Backlash is named on this show. All that and more this week on Fretzelmania. Now, before I talk about this retro episode of Smacketh Down, I am going to give you my predictions for the 2022 World Rumble pay-per-view, no, wait, wait, <clears throat> premium live event this Saturday in St. Louis, Missouri, hometown of uh, someone who I didn't pick to win the Rumble, but is going to get a hell of a pop. That, of course, is the hometown of Randall Keith Orton. Now, so far for this show, we have these matches. We got Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's Championship against uh, Piper Niven. I'm not calling her Dewdrop because her name is Piper Niven. Piper is relatively new to the title scene on Raw. It's a it's a new fresh face challenging for the belt, so I'll I'll give them that. You know, Piper was challenging Kaylee Ray for the NXT UK Women's Championship once upon a time, and honestly, I thought she should have had a run with that title. But then again, Kaylee Ray's run wouldn't have been as historic and significant. I fully expect Becky Lynch to retain her title here and go up against someone that, well, the rumor in Yerundo is saying that's going to be in the Royal Rumble, so. I'm going to get to it here a little bit later. Next up, we have a mixed tag team match with The Miz and Maurice going up against Edge and Beth Phoenix. Uh, I think that, that uh, Miz and Maurice are going to sneak a, sneak a win here. They're going to have another match at uh, whatever the next Saudi show is later this month. And then maybe at WrestleMania, Edge goes up against someone else. I wouldn't hate an Edge and Miz feud kind of going on towards Mania, but at the same time, I want to see Edge work someone like like an AJ Styles at WrestleMania. That would just be absolutely amazing. Now, the two title matches here, for me, are really going to dictate who I predict to win the Raw Rumble. We got Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. Lashley's going to win the title back here. Now, on SmackDown, on the Universal title side of things, uh, we got Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and because of last week on SmackDown, the Usos are banned from ringside for Roman's title match, although he himself interfered 
and cost himself that, I think there's a big master plan, a big a big swerve coming on here. So I can see the Usos getting involved in this match and Paul Heyman also bait and switch and turning on Brock Lesnar. It's it's going to take a lot of bodies here to take out Brock because because Canadian farmer redneck Brock is still the same invincible Brock from several years ago. So I'm picking Bobby Lashley to win back the WWE Championship here due to a lot of shenanigans by the bloodline and Paul Heyman returning to his tribal chief. The Universal Championship, Seth freaking Rollins. Got to get used to that freaking name. Versus Roman Reigns, who is in the midst of a historic 500 plus day reign as the reigning, defending, undisputed Universal Champion. Roman Reigns is retaining here, straight up. You know, the Usos are banned from ringside, but their master plan, the Bloodline's master plan, would have been already laid out during Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. Which leads me to the Men's Royal Rumble match. Brock Lesnar's winning this. He's going to enter, like, number 30 and uh, suplex everyone, go up against Roman Reigns for the Universal title at WrestleMania 38, and there's your there's your main event right there. Other people I think who could win, I would love to see Big E win this and then go up against Bobby Lashley. I would love to see Austin Theory win this because he's a young up-and-comer, and, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. He's having face-to-face promos backstage with the owner of the company, with Vince McMahon. Although you can't understand a damn word that Vince is mumbling these days. My mother. That does a number on my throat. Holy cow. As for some of your surprise entrants, I could see people that could be on the cusp of being called up, like Pete Dunne, Tommaso Ciampa, L.A. Knight. I also think Valter is going to be in this match. We here at Fretzelmania do not call him by that other name. But once I heard Johnny Knoxville was going to be in the Royal Rumble, I said that Valter is going to give him one big chop in the chest. Johnny will fly over the top rope, and that's how he gets eliminated. That's how he gets his spot. Maybe also after eating a halluva kick by Sami Zayn. And as for the women's Royal Rumble match, there's a handful of ladies that I would pick to win this one. Uh, first off would be Ronda Rousey. I mean, if the rumor and innuendo is to be believed, Ronda could be coming back at the Rumble, and we're building towards the marquee match we were supposed to get a few years ago with Becky Lynch versus Ronnie at WrestleMania. I wouldn't hate that. I mean, it might come at the expense of some of my other picks, which include Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley, and just because I want to see the internet set ablaze, just because I want to see a video of Slack screaming, I'd also pick Charlotte Flair. The SmackDown Women's Champion inserting herself into this match is just hilarious. And in the words of uh, Bully Ray, that's heat. And I would like to know what your predictions are 
for the Royal Rumble, you can hit us up in our Discord server. Link will be in the description below. Wrestle Addict Radio and Kings of the Rings both have Discord servers now. We we talk about life, we talk about wrestling, we talk about the NFL playoffs. Holy crap, Chiefs, yes. And we share memes that wind up being on King Ricky Rose's favorite tweets of the week on the Tip of the Crown segment every Wednesday on the Kings of the Rings podcast streaming on Twitch and YouTube. So join us there and see if your favorite tweets made the cut. Now, before I get into SmackDown, I'm going to be airing here a new segment where I'm going to be checking in on a couple of things in wrestling at the time. Be it Monday Night Raw and OVW. Monday Night Raw from Albany, New York at the Pepsi Arena saw Rob Van Dam retain the Intercontinental title against Booker T. Spike Dudley defeated William Regal. Bubba Ray Dudley defeated Raven to win the Hardcore title. The Hardy Boys defeating Mr. Perfect and the Big Boss Man. Trish Stratus defeated Terry Reynolds in a... Paddle on a pole bikini match. And in the main event, Kane defeated X-Pac by disqualification following New World Order interference. Also, Ric Flair presented Triple H with the newly designed Undisputed Championship title belt in a segment that also featured a confrontation between the champion and the Undertaker. Steve Austin also signed a contract to become exclusive to Monday Night Raw in a segment that saw Steve hit the stunners on both Vince and Flair. Now down to OVW on the 5th of April 2002, we had Spring Breakout at Six Flags Kentucky in Louisville. A 2-on-1 handicap match saw Johnny Jeter and Chris Cage go up against Leviathan. Bull Buchanan and Big Bad John Heidenreich went up against Trailer Park Trash and Flash Flanagan. Payne, Damien, and Sin, Sin being the future Kazarni, challenged Shelton Benjamin, Red Dog, and Nydia, Red Dog being the future Rodney Mack. Doug Basham, the Damager, Danny Basham, and Victoria went up against Nick Dinsmore, Rob Conway, and Danny Davis. And in the main event, father and son, Rick and David Flair versus the prototype John Cena and Sean O'Hare. This particular website doesn't have the actual results, but I just gave you what I had here. And in a TV taping earlier on in the week, we had The Machine versus Nick Dinsmore, Flash Flanagan challenging the prototype for the OVW title, and John Heidenreich versus Ray Steele. There is a lot of who's who and who's that in OVW at the time, and it's actually quite fascinating. Now, finally, after all that waffling, it is time to talk about SmackDown. We are not live from the Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York, on April 4th, 2002. Vince McMahon opens the show backstage saying that Ric Flair erroneously named The Undertaker the number one contender to the undisputed title at Backlash. But, as stated by the board of directors, 
the winner of the coin toss before the draft, Vince McMahon, not only wins the first pick, but also names the number one contender. And tonight, I'm going to name him. Michael Cole and Taz hype up tonight's show, featuring a match between Edge and Kurt Angle. Speaking of Angle, he is out to the ring here to publicly state that he is willing to face Triple H for the WWE title at Backlash. Here's a list of reasons why it should be me. Number one, I owned Triple H. I beat him more times than anyone else in the WWE. Reason number two, I'm an Olympic gold medalist. What other reason do you need? Number three, I am adored and admired by children and senior citizens worldwide, especially the sick ones. Of course, the Rochester crowd here gets under the skin of the Olympic gold medalist, and Kurt Angle says, You people shut your mouths. I only got 26 more reasons to go. <laughs> 29 Reasons Why, starring Kurt Angle. Reason number four, Chris Jericho's music plays. And he calls Kurt Angle a pompous jackass. Nobody deserves this title shot but me. I was the first undisputed champion. I never had my one-on-one -on -one rematch from Triple H. The only rematch I got was a stupid three-way match with Stephanie McMahon, which she lost. I didn't lose. The crowd starts calling him a has-been. I am not a has-been. And Kurt Angle says that your rematch has already been completed. You already had your rematch for the title. That again is the triple threat with Steph. Jericho reminds Kurt that the last time they wrestled, he beat him. And Jericho says that, you know, hey, we should have a one-on-one -on -one number one contenders match tonight. But wait, The Rock makes his appearance here. Finally, The Rock has come back to Rochester. And he says that, you know, you think you're the only two who are viable names, let The Rock remind you that he's had more big matches with Triple H than you two put together. No one deserves a shot more than The Rock, but maybe there is someone else. The crowd starts chanting for Hulk Hogan. Someone here who can whip that candy beep! Oh yeah, back when SmackDown, everything was beeped. Good old UPN, you gotta love it. Network sensing the word ass. UPN sucks. The Rock proposes that a legend and an icon challenge Triple H for the title. And Kurt Angle says, thank you. Shut up, Jabroni. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. Chris Jericho's like, I don't think that. It doesn't matter what you think. Then Angle, I don't think that. It doesn't matter what you think. So The Rock is campaigning for Hulk Hogan to be the number one contender against Triple H at Backlash if you smell. The Rock's cooking. Next up here, backstage, Scotty Tuhati and Albert are hyping up their title match with Billy and Chuck. And Scotty's like, are you with me, big man? Wham! Chop. Yeah, I'm with you, little man. Just <laughs> fantastic stuff here. The hip-hop hippo. And Scotty Too Hotty going up against Billy and Chuck for the Tag Team Championships. Too Cool 2 get the jobber entrance, and I already know how this is going to go. 
Palumbo with a power slam reverse, a super kick. Billy Gunn here is playing to the crowd from the apron. Albert eventually gets the hot tag after Scotty eats all of the offense here. And then later on in the match, Scotty gets tagged in. Rico distracts the referee, goes for a chase. Scott hits a really nice tornado DDT, but there's no ref. Behind the ref's back again, Rico with the spinning wheel kick on Scotty and still tag team champions, Billy and Chuck. Then they get their heat back by Scotty bulldogging Billy. W-O-R-M. Bicycle kick by Albert. He turns heel and Balbo bombs Scotty too hotty. We're on the A train now, folks. Let's go. Backstage, a name that was buried somewhere in the depths of my psyche, Mark Lloyd, interviews Vince McMahon. I totally forgot about him. And he, uh, Vince McMahon asks Mark, you ever work for Ric Flair? No. Good luck, kid. And he asks, uh, have you decided who the number one contender is? Uh, yes, but I don't want to succumb to public pressure. I don't care what the fans want. I know what they want better than they do themselves. Vince McMahon then pounders to the crowd by picking Hulk Hogan. Chris Jericho sees this on the TV, is absolutely livid. He yells at The Rock, you know, Hogan's and never was. And then they face off and Jericho's like, yeah, I beat you at No Mercy. I beat you at Judgment Day. I think you mean the Royal Rumble. And The Rock just stops, puts up his hand. Why don't you try beating The Rock tonight? And we have the main event for SmackDown set. Let's freaking go. Next up here is Christian versus Diamond Dallas Page. And I am gutted that we didn't get the Christian entrance for this. Christian gets the during the commercial break entrance here. And we see a vignette, a montage featuring the relationship between Christian and DDP where Christian initially quit the company and then went on a bit of a winning streak after going on a significant losing streak thanks to the help and mentorship and the positively page thinking of DDP. Christian is uh, trying to keep his tantrums at bay there's a lariat to the outside. DDP hits a really nice spinning Brody Lee lariat, a sit-down powerbomb. There is a wicked spot here where Christian reverses a lariat into a reverse DDT backbreaker. The diamond cutter? Nope. Christian grabs the ropes, lands the reverse DDT, and then he couldn't get the pinfall here, so Christian starts throwing a temper tantrum. DDP starts to poke fun at him. But Christian was playing possum. I rake, kill switch, win. Christian suckered him in here. And I think this is one of the last televised matches of DDP's WWE run. Backstage, Kurt Angle is just uh, having a bit of a pout here. Saying like, Hogan for a title shot. Why don't we elect Hillbilly Jim as president while you're at it? Don't give them any ideas. So Edge comes into the picture here. He brings Kurt Angle a little care package. Some pictures that took us down memory lane where they have 
hey, look, it's when I first won my WWE title. But unbeknownst to Christian, there is some stuff written on the other side right for the camera. So it's, hey, look, when I first won the title, you suck. Oh, look, it's Team Eck. Yes, I do suck. Goes to the next pictures. You think, oh, these are so cool. And I'm a dork. It's true. P.S. I have no testicles. Dorky Kurt Angle is the best Kurt Angle. And it's so, so fun to see that you know, Chad Gable is finally starting to grasp his character on Raw. You know, the, the, the Gable Academy is, is some fantastic stuff. I mean, the Spelling Bee was pure cringe, and I can only imagine what the scooter race is, but Chad Gable on the mic. Damn, he's good. And I hope that he goes on a Kurt Angle-esque run somewhere down the line. Hulk Hogan and Triple H come face-to-face -face in the ring here with the promo, both getting mega pops. Triple H says that Flair made Triple H versus The Undertaker, but Vince makes the title matches. That's all right. Dead man, I know you're watching. And I know you're pissed. This title isn't going anywhere. And when I'm done with Hogan, I'll be waiting for you. As far as Hogan goes, that's the cue for a voodoo child to play. Or at least a, a crappy network dub version of voodoo child. Why don't you pay up for Jimi Hendrix? Seriously. And Triple H can't help but crack a smile. As red and yellow Hulk Hogan makes his way down to the ring. And Hogan says that he's as surprised as... As you were when I heard this title match. Hogan then takes us down memory lane. Saying things like. This is as big as Wrestlemania 1. Where me and Mr. T took down Piper and Orndorff. This is almost as big. It couldn't get any bigger than Wrestlemania 3. When I body slammed Andre. And I didn't think it could get any bigger than Wrestlemania 18. Where the fans brought Hulkamania back. Nostalgia runs wild in Toronto. And as someone who grew up in the Toronto area, nostalgia definitely runs through our veins. Ask any Toronto sports fan about anything, and they'll talk about, heck, even recent history with Kawhi Leonard and the buzzer beater in Philly that sent the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals. Talk about the Raptors defying the odds and defeating the Golden State... Was it the Golden State Warriors? Yeah, to win the NBA championship. Talk about the 92-93 back-to-back Toronto Blue Jays. The 1993 Leafs, who were one game away from the Stanley Cup Finals against the Montreal Canadiens. That lunch pail of a team that featured... Hard-working, gritty players who can score like Wendell Clark, Dougie Gilmore. Just, we run on nostalgia, man. That's, that's Toronto for you. And we love our own. Check out any show that took place in Ontario and just about every Ontario boy is going to get a big hometown pop. Christian from Kitchener, Ontario. Edge from Orangeville. Test from Oshawa. Any of the Ontario boys at this point in time, regardless if they're face or heel, are gonna get a good reaction. But this ain't about this ain't about Ontario right now. We're back in Rochester talking about Hulk Hogan.
saying that he's going to take the title and the fans are behind him. And Triple H says it will be an honor to face Hulk Hogan, but part of me is sad because I'm going to have to hurt someone that I've looked up to and hurt them badly. I won't hesitate. You're not immortal. You're not an icon. You're an obstacle. And I will run you down. Hulk Hogan simply retorts, Even when the experts say Hulkamania is dead, it rises up again. And I've got one question for you, Triple H. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when Hulk Hogan runs wild on just classic 80s Hulk and everyone is eating it up. And at this point in time, I'm loving it. It's nostalgic. Nostalgia equals ratings. Well, sometimes. Next up here, what's not nostalgia? Well, it is now nostalgia looking back. This is the future of SmackDown. This is one-third of the SmackDown 6. Edge versus Kurt Angle. Rob Zombie's Never Gonna Stop is on WWF's Forcible Entry CD, and I swear that it is somewhere in this apartment or at my mom's house. I have this CD. It's, it's a banger. And tonight, SmackDown is brought to you by Frailty, a movie directed by Bill Paxton, starring Matthew McConaughey and Matt O'Leary. It's, uh, it's an FBI psychological horror film. Also, by Tobacco is Wacko if you're a teen, the American Youth Anti-Smoking Company people. And by Foot Locker. We have You Suck Chance, we have a Belly to Belly, an Angle Slam, reversed into a Face Buster by Edge. Awesome. The Edge-O-Matic. Angle is tight on the ropes here, and Edge spears Kurt Angle twice while the ref is trying to untie the Olympic gold medalist. Kurt goes for a chair, there's a chase around the ring, and the chair is just kind of left there in, in the background a little bit. There is a backdrop. The ref backs Edge off. This allows Edge to eat a chair shot while he's going for a, a spear. Kurt Angle just rams the chair right in his face, and Edge then grabs the chair. Kurt Angle bails. Edge wins this match by DQ, and we are continuing this feud. They will be having a match at Backlash. And speaking of that pay-per-view, I am bringing pay-per-view reviews to the main roster of Wrestle Attic Radio. 20 Bell Salute is officially canceled. I'm not going to be doing that show anymore. Uh, that was my Patreon 20-year look back on pop culture and wrestling. So I'm doing my pay-per-view reviews here. So on a week when I get uh, to a pay-per-view, it's just going to be on the show. Backstage... Kidman and Tori Wilson have a good luck hug ahead of the Cruiserweight Championship match later in the show. Jealous boyfriend Tajiri does not approve. Tajiri defends the Cruiserweight title against Billy Kidman. An Asai moonsault to the outside by the Japanese buzzsaw is just absolutely gorgeous. Tadgers goes for a top rope nothing but it's countered into a wicked dropkick by Kidman. Tajiri lands a perfect spinning wheel kick. The Tornado DDT is reversed into the sky high by Kidman, who climbs to the top rope, hoping to land the seven-year itch. The Shooting Star Press 
but Tajiri moves out of the way, lands the buzzsaw kick, but Kidman kicks out. Tajiri counters out of the tarantula, sneaks the cruiserweight title into the corner of the ring, hoping to get a little bit of uh, <clears throat> heat later in this by, by using it. Tori grabs it. Tajiri locks in the tarantula. The referee breaks the count. Tajiri can't find the title and is rolled up by Billy Kidman. Sunset flip and new cruiserweight champion Billy Kidman. Tajiri is pissed at his girl for this one. Kidman is the new champ. Let's go. While we're not quite at you can run, you can run Billy Kidman, this is good. Backstage, Vince McMahon meets with Hardcore Holly. And he says, the one title that sticks in my craw is the Hardcore title. Maven. I wanted that Hardcore Championship on SmackDown, but he went and lost it. Bob Holly, tonight, I want you to teach him a lesson. And Holly says, Vince, you know as well as I do. If I was a trainer on Tough Enough, Maven wouldn't have lasted a week. Don't give him any ideas because Tough Enough Season 2, well, you know what we see. Vince McMahon's still in his office. Knock on the door. Stacy Keebler comes in here and offers her services in parentheses <coughs> excuse me and then proceeds to bend it over and pick something up right in front of the camera just her butt right there and Stacy Cleaver though <coughs> words of Mr. YLP I'm just a man I am merely just a man and it's give you a sneak peek of next week there was a particular Vince gif that is now infamous that we're going to see the origin of on next week's SmackDown review. Stacy says that she wants to be an executive assistant. And uh, Stacy then says that Vince has the, <clears throat> and I quote, intellectual sperm that fertilized the egg of pro wrestling that became modern day sports entertainment. <laughs> That is more graphic than fucking sex education. <laughs> Jeez, Stacy. After the break, Devon Dudley knocks on the door, bursts in and says to Vince McMahon, who the hell do you think you are splitting us up? And Vince McMahon then shifts the plane to Ric Flair and calls Devon the better brother. And he says, Devon, you better get ready to step up, get out. I have high hopes for you. Now get out and stay out until you're ready to be a star. You're gonna be a pastor. Oh, yeah. Reverend Devon is coming soon. Al Snow is backstage with Main Event Maven, the three-time hardcore champion, the man who eliminated The Undertaker for the Royal Rumble, the man who faced Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship. A man who at this time last year was a teacher. And Al Snow then kisses him on the cheek and says, God is with you. And uh, yeah, you're going to need him tonight. 
against Bob Holly. So we have Main Event Maven going up against Bob Sparkplug Thurman Holly. And Holly is taking liberties here, just slapping him silly. Does that bit where he props you up on the rope and kicks you in the gut, but it looks like he's kicking you in the dick. And one of the best drop kicks in the business by Hardcore Holly. Holly goes up top, but nobody is home. Maven missile drop kick. That's not enough. Bob Holly says, okay, you're done. Alabama slam. Cut, print, done. Colin Taz hype up the main event of The Rock versus Y2J. It starts off as a brawl to the outside. Jericho knocks Rock back into the ring. Throws him into the ring steps for good measure. Back in the ring, the bell rings. Chris Jericho is crouched on the top rope. Rock lands a superplex. The Rock DDT, but a two count. Chris Jericho flying forearm hits the referee in the face. Rock locks in his craptastic sharpshooter. Kurt Angle runs to the ring here and is KO'd out of the ring by The Rock. Chris and The Rock is knocked down. Chris Jericho kicks The Rock's shoulders in. Goes for the people's elbow, but Kip Up, Spinebuster, the real people's elbow. Angle comes in with a lariat and angle slam on the rock. There is a kick out when the referee finally comes to. Edge chases off Kurt Angle. Rock Bottom is reversed after a bulldog attempt by Chris Jericho. And that's it. Rock Bottom, the rock wins on the rocks show. Man, what a packed episode of SmackDown we have here. We are on the precipice of the true beginning of the Ruthless Aggression era and man, when we get there it is just gonna be awesome. So that is it for this edition of Fretzelmania. Be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania Join Russell Attic Radio's Discord server, our Patreon. Listen to all of our shows on the network, including the Young Lions Perspective and the Kings of the Rings podcast, who stream every Wednesday night on Twitch and YouTube. Pre-shows at about 7.30. Real show starts off at 8. Then they had a post-show, which comprises of Shooting the Breeze and The Tip of the Crown, the, the tweets of the week. Join Russell Attic Radio. We are the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast. Thanks, folks. And y'all have a good one. Go Chiefs.